We do not have the double Jeopardy. We don't have a secondary uh, board. So it's just going to be the six categories. And so that means that if you guys get your answers wrong, you're going to get negative points. That's right. We are (laughs) not letting you off the hook easy. So make sure you answer in the form of a question, you know, Jeopardy style. So, one more thing too, just so our viewers are aware, there will be score updates happening in the public chat that you can see on YouTube, and I will update them as quickly as I can on the banner. So, yeah. Yes. So, I didn't see the buzzer system set up, but I guess (laughs) you've got something fancy going on. We have a Jackbox game style buzzer system going on, so I can see who's buzzing in first, and it gets reset every time that Fry is talking, so there will be no cheating on behalf of our contestants. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um, So, and there's a prize. We do. We have prizes. We have a prize. It's a (laughs) a bundled prize. Whoever wins, they get a $100 Steam card. Uh, to spend on anything they want, and $100 to the charity of their choice. So um, I guess we'll just introduce our guests then. All righty, when you're ready. So first we have David from the Siecla podcast. Hey, Fry. Hey, Bree. Hey. You may regret bringing me on. (laughs) Um, So just tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, uh, I live in Minnesota in the United States. Uh, I host the Siecla, which is a uh, podcast about French history in between Napoleon and World War I, uh, moving through at uh, a very rapid pace, I assure everyone. Uh, and uh, I know a little bit, but not a lot, about uh, uh, papal history, so we're going to see how this goes. All right, um, so yeah, you already told us a bit about your podcast, did you? I zoned out. <laughs> As an occupational hazard with uh, my type of podcast, I find, so. <laughs> yes. Oh, history podcasts. I love you dearly. So what charity are you playing for? Uh, so I picked the Committee to Protect Journalists. Uh, my, my day job involves uh, working in journalism. Uh, and uh, so I, when I thought about this for about three minutes, that was the first thing I thought of. Uh, which is about the um, amount of effort that I've put into preparing for anything uh, related to this show. As I said, this is not going to go well. 
<laughs> um, all right. So now we got the awkward questions because Jeopardy always asks awkward questions. Oh, oh, the, so are the you awkward a... questions haven't started yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> are you a sunsets or sunrises person? Uh, definitely sunsets. <laughs> I might. Enjoy, I'm sure sunrise would be perfectly lovely if they happened at a more reasonable hour, like 10 a.m. Yeah, um, I'm actually kind of excited. Um, I'm going on a cruise to Alaska next year, and the sunset and the sunrise are supposed to be like within like 30 minutes of each other. That's just speed running. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. All right. Um, so next up, we've got Roberto from the history of. Soccer Velo, <laughs> Georgia. I don't know how to say that. You said it right. Oh, hooray. So, um, so yeah, you tell us about you and your podcast. So my name is Roberto, and I am the host of Czar Power and the History of Soccer Velo, Georgia. The latter is the history of the Black Sea and Caucasus nation of Georgia, not the state. And... That goes from prehistory to the modern day. And then Tsar Power is a Rexipod ranking the Russian rulers from Rurik to Putin. So, as of now. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so what charity are you playing for? So I am playing for a Georgian charity um, called Super Grimiri or Superhero. And what they do is they assist children in small villages in the mountains kind of getting access to educational materials or just anything they need for like day-to-day -day living and essentially because the situation in georgia has been pretty bad for the last few years especially with the current ruling party um people aren't getting the things that they need so i thought you know donating to a charity that does really good work with getting you know, with helping children would be a good thing and it's the first one i could think of because it's the one i hear from the most having a friend in it and I couldn't think of any American ones, so. Fair. <laughs> All right. Um, so, describe your perfect Jello dessert. So my perfect Jello dessert is called Chaladietz. It is a meat Jello, and what so what you do is you get a bunch of like meat and fat and just make it into gelatin. <laughs> it is a Russian dish. That sounds awful. It is the I worst. You, I actually hate it. I love that you have an answer prepared for that, even though you were not prepared for this question. <laughs> you speak with authority and everything sounds fine. Oh. All right. So the last player is going to be Carlos the Baptist. Oh, everything's dark. Uh, <laughs> give me a second. Oh, no, there we go. Hey, what's going on? Hey, um, so tell us who you are. Um, my name is Carlos. I am a Baptist. I uh, actually have never met anybody here, but I do hang out a little bit with Fry sometimes, every so often, maybe a couple times a month or something. And uh, I, I live in Houston, Texas. I play a lot of horror games. I stream some for friends sometimes. And uh, I am unfortunately addicted to ink and fountain pens. Actually you really are. Right here that I need to actually put up. And uh, everything else is on the table that I'm not going to show anybody because it's abysmal. Great. You'll need it for Final Jeopardy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Get your fanciest pen and your fanciest ink. 
Oh no, now you gotta think. <laughs> oh no, actually no. I have a two hundred and I have a yeah. <laughs> um. All right. If you were a sweater, what sort of sweater would you be? Oh, and also what charity are you playing for? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I am playing for the Coastal Prairie Convert Conservancy. There we go. Really like what they're doing. You know, we need to go ahead and make sure that we don't accidentally destroy the environment around this area that uh, has a very diverse ecosystem. And it seems like every time I read up about it, there's always something new I didn't realize lived down here. And uh, I really like that they're trying to make sure that they're still able to live down here and people are able to learn about them and maybe, you know, see them in their natural habitat and just make sure that there's, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, my if i was a sweater cashmere yeah that uh that sailor knit sweater the one that um oh, chris yeah. uh which chris was that and evans knives out yes evans the one he wore in that movie that one, that's <laughs> my sweater. Sweater, yes yes <laughs> Loves cashmere exactly and not exactly what sweater it is <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <sighs> all right so um i guess Bree is going to roll because I yes. guess Jeopardy just randomly picks whoever goes first. So yes. Bree's going to roll, and mm -hmm. I have to get Rowan because I promised him that he would be able to ask the first question. Yes, special guest asking the first question. So I have a D6. I have assigned two numbers to you each, and I have rolled a one. So David will be going first. Are you guys ready for our for our board? Yes. While we're waiting for our special guest to come and read the first question, I will pop up the board and I will give you your categories. Can everybody see the board? Or at least like, the screen that was the board on it. See. Yes, great. Okay. Bien sûr. So, our categories today are Name That John, Ooh. Heresy, <laughs> Horrible Fates, Fryism, the prohibitus fructum and patron saints. So, David, you get first pick. Uh, let's go with heresy for 200. 200. All right, Rowan, you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are. Try and read that, babe. Okay. The cause for the first encumenal Council of Nikea, this Hersey posits that Christ was created by God and therefore was less divine and less eternal than God. Buzzers are open. And David, you buzzed in first. What is Arianism? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's 200 points to David. All right, Fry, you ready? I want to do enough. No, you won't. <laughs> Crawl at me. I guess on Real Jeopardy did this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He did his best there. He did, he did great. fantastic. Well done, Rowan. Are you ready? Right. Okay. I am. Fry's ready, so we're back to the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do uh, Horrible Fates for 200. After threats of being roasted, 
This pope only narrowly escaped violence by dying first, but has haunted us ever since. Roberto. Who is Pope Eugene? Oh, I gotta click it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was Eugene, but I didn't know if we had more Eugenes. <laughs> I don't think we do. Not, well, not yet. Not yet, yes. All right. That's correct, Roberto. I guess you pick next. Cool. What is her uh, heresy for 100? All right. How you feel about them lambs? This Eastern belief fervently attacked images and depictions of holy figures as idolatry. David. What is iconoclasm? That's right. All right. It's, it's your turn. I am really not looking forward to moving up to the uh, harder questions in each one of these <laughs> categories, but uh, no need to hold back. Uh, let's do Fryisms for 400. Hmm. All right. Getting my list together. Hang on. There we go. In defense of the heavily slandered Pope Honorius, this phrase was coined to discourage his negative reputation. No buzzers yet. We're going to count down. Four, three, two, one. Ba -ba -ba -ba. <laughs> Are we ready for the answer? Yes. Definitely not. <laughs> All right. Um, besmirch the besmirchers. <laughs> All right, that means David, you get to pick again. Uh, sure. Also, the the banner appears to be blocking Carlos's face. What's uh, up, man? Oh, oh. <laughs> the banner is blocking Carlos's face. Carlos, they want to be able to see you. Uh, name that John two hundred. Two hundred. All right. Mad Hook might have been the most pirate of all popes in his coastline defense of Rome. Roberto. Who is John the Second? That's incorrect. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it went well, you, you clicked the answer. <laughs> I did not. It clicked on the button. I was absolutely not going to guess that right. So. <laughs> I was one off. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was gonna stay put and I'll hold uh, on to my points. I was a V right. off, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I guess you get to pick again. Okay. <laughs> because nobody else was gonna try for it. All right. Uh, uh, what I can't I can't see I don't see any distinction between the categories that have been picked yet. So I guess will you guys tell me if I pick one that's been picked yes, already? Yes, I'm keeping track. Okay. Uh, uh, prohibitus fructum two hundred. All right. Johannes Anglicus was the name of record for this most scandalous and mythological pope. That's Roberto. Who is Pope Joan? Yes, of course. <laughs> All right, Roberto. Patron saints for 200. All right. This is a Pontifex sainthood. He is vicious, and so he has been made the patron saint of Mean Girl Burn Books. Uh, who is Pope Seretius? You were the Oops. only one. Yes, but you didn't. Okay. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so somebody pop up first on the bus on he the bus thing. It. I'm like, yeah. He did Oops. buzz in. He did buzz in. Sorry. I was like, I know this. Do you want to give your answer again? Who is Pope Seretius? <laughs> That's correct. <sighs> 
All right. So yeah, you get to pick again. Once we're back to the board. Uh, patron saints for 100. All right. This is an actual patron saint. The first Pope, Peter, is known for his sin, and perhaps this personified in his patron sainthood over this famous city. What? <laughs> That's what I read. Okay. <laughs> David. What is Rome? That's incorrect. Any other takers? Watching those buzzers. Five, four, three, two. One up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's a patron yeah. of Las Vegas. Yes, he is. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> huh. All right, Roberto. Fine. Uh, let's go with uh, patron saints three hundred. All right, this is going to be another real patron sainthood. It is no surprise that this great pope is assigned to many patron sainthoods, including musician, students, and teachers. Oh. Hmm. Oh. David. Who is Gregory the Great? Yes, basically. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, was like, is it, it's, I was like, is it the first or second one? I can't remember. <laughs> I was like Gregorian chanting and all that. So, <laughs> all right, David. Uh, let's climb up the ladder. Patron saints for four hundred. All right, this is a Pontifex patron sainthood. For his bravery and one of the most famous confrontations in history, Pope Leo the Great earns the right to be the saint of this iconic Disney song. Roberto. What is "Be a Man in Milan"? Basically, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that song, yes. <laughs> That's not the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lyric in the song. So, All right, Roberto. Patron Saints, 500. All right. All right. This brings us to the end of this category. Mm-hmm. This is a Pontifex patron sainthood. For his light and airiness, Pope Celestine gets to be the patron saint of this type of food found in Japan. Roberto. Um, I'm going to lose points. What is Japanese cheesecake? <laughs> Brie? <laughs> <That's the answer. laughs> no! <laughs> Anyone else want to take a guess? Five, four, three, two, one. The answer is wiggly food. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wiggles. <laughs> yeah, that's a, the cheesecake does wiggle, but I think we're going more for like the pancakes. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> cheesecake would be an example of a wiggly food, but in the episode we did make a distinction between wiggly and warbly, so. We did. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't give it to you for cheesecake. Oh, no. Oh, well. So patron sainthood is now off the board. Looks like our current scores are David has 500, Roberto has 300, and Carlos has none. I'm so slow on the buzzer. <laughs> we believe in you, Carlos. 
Oh, David has 500. Roberto has 300. Carlos has zero. Well, that's what I said. Is it? it was just, yeah, it was just paper wrong. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Um, I guess that's who picked last? Roberto. Okay. I'm fine with letting Carlos It doesn't really for... matter without daily doubles, so. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> true. Um, so I guess I go again? Mm-hmm. If you like. Uh, prohibitus fructum for 100. All right. Making a teenager be an advocate was the least scandalous aspect of this event, where a pope was placed on trial. David. What is the cadaver synod? That is correct. Clear. <laughs> All right, David. <laughs> uh, what's left in uh, Prohibitus Fructum? Uh, we have 300, 400, and 500. Let's do 300 then. All right. Scoring an audacious 69 points for massacres and more, this pope was known as the Ladies' Ear Tickler. Roberto. Who is Pope Damasus? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why do you know these? Because <laughs> 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 that guy's a <laughs> fair. So Roberto. Um, what's left on heresy? Three hundred, four hundred, and five hundred. Heresy for three hundred. Hey, for three hundred. Massively popular in the East and causing one of the largest rifts of the early church, this heresy claimed Christ was of one and only one exclusive nature of divinity. Roberto. What is monotheism? Is is that close enough? That is not the right answer. What? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) David, you buzzed in next. Uh, what is uh, monophysitism? Ah, go. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. Ah, darn. <laughs> I, I knew what I was thinking about, but I got the physicism. <laughs> the wrong one. I mean, you went with one god, but you did not go with one nature. Well, Christ has two wills, so. <laughs> Do we have to remove the heretics from the podcast? <laughs> Nobody's won yet, babe. You want an update on the scores? Okay, so we've got David at 900, Roberto at 300, and Carlos at zero. <laughs> it's winning. <laughs> <laughs> All of us are winning in a truer, grander sense, though. This is an actual live stream. Hello, baby. Except, except possibly there are people random people. This. There are people watching. Can Hello, you what? People watching. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So, yes, back to the Jeopardy board. And David, it's your turn to pick again. Uh, Heresy 400, I think. Heresy 400. All right. Joining this heresy might mean glitter and braves, but also dualistic cosmology and acclaimed apostle of Christ. Okay. Roberto. <laughs> what is manatheism? <laughs> what? Can you repeat yourself? 
What is manatheism? Oh. Yep. Yeah, we'll okay. give it to him because I know where he's going. It's yes. <laughs> manatheism. <laughs> okay. Oh. Manny, how dare you? <laughs> you know Manny what's worse? And friends. I, you know what's worse? I've covered all of these on my podcast and I don't know. I can't remember the names of them half the time. It's <laughs> fair. <sighs> all right, Roberto, it's your turn. What's like, is Heresy 500 available? Yes. Yes. Then Heresy's okay. off the board. Sharing a name with a future pope, this heresy began with a very well-meaning monk who believed that free will could lead to salvation. No buzzers yet. Hmm. All right. I'm going to kick myself. Take a shot if you know it, because I'm counting down. Five, four, three, two, one. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is Pelagianism. Ah, Pelagius. <laughs> so heresy is now off the board. We have Fructus Rohibidium. We have Horrible Fates, Name That John, and Fryism. Are you saying that Pontifax has resolved heresy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll do Name That John for 200, I think. That's the only one that hasn't that is unavailable. Oh, then one hundred. <laughs> All right. Poor Blackfish was ill, conducted most duties from bed, and had a very short papacy. Carlos. Oh, um, who is Pope John the Fourth? Oh no, I'm sorry, Carlos. Uh... Not the fourth. <laughs> Buzzer's clear. Anybody can still take it. This category is killing you guys. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Eh, eh, eh. It, it was John the Fifth. Oh, I, was, I was thinking the second, so like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, <sighs> name that John 300. The elderly Blue Hook became the holy martyr of a paranoid and jealous king. Carlos. Who is Pope John the First? It sure is. Oh. That is Ooh, correct. Nice. That's a really good <laughs> I intended to study up all the Johns in this category, but I never got around to that. You know, I thought for sure this is the category everybody would be like, well, that's easy. I got all of these. No. <laughs> this is the hard one. <laughs> Amazing. All right, Carlos, you get to pick. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I guess, no, you know what? Let's name that John for 400. All right. This Pope would indeed give the salty eye to all the unexpected arrivals in Rome. I remember Salty High. Uh, Carlos! Oh. Um, Pope John the Sixth. <laughs> That's actually right, yes. Oh, yes. Carlos is killing of the Johns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it like that. <laughs> you seem so unsure. Because there's so many Johns. There's more than one, at least. 
there was enough to do this category on two boards, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Carlos. Um, Phrasm for 300? Yep. Did we do 300? Okay. No, 300. we only did 400. All right, a term to describe the expected papal hairdo. Roberto. What is the bunny poof? That is the bunny poof. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Roberto. <laughs> um, what's left on Horrible Fates? We have 100, 300, 400, and 500. Horrible Fates for 100. Though this pope died of natural causes and was buried with honor, his posthumous anathemization means he has gone down in history as the heretic pope. Roberto. Who is Pope Athanasius? That is incorrect. Also not a pope. Ah. <laughs> well, not, not that Athanasius. <laughs> Wait. Ah! I can mix them up. <laughs> There's still time. There is time. Five, four, three, two, one. It is Pope Honorius. Honorius. Uh. The besmirching the besmirchers. He has been besmirched. We are besmirching the besmirchers in his honor. Mm -hmm. All right, Roberto. Uh... Horrible Fates for 300? Got it. It is said that Pope Sabinian experienced one of the most bizarre papal deaths in history after being killed by this. Roberto. What is Pope Eugene's ghost? <laughs> no. I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to give it to him because <laughs> he had the ghost. <laughs> but it was the ghost of Gregory. <laughs> Okay, I I thought every time he was like, oh yeah, Eugene, ghost, and I was like, yeah, ghost, Eugene is always the ghost. So, well, thank you. Eugene wasn't the ghost this time, but being killed by a ghost is the correct mm -hmm. answer. Okay, cool. Sure is. Uh, Roberto, what is left in horrible fates? Is five hundred now? Four hundred and five hundred. Horrible fates for four hundred. All right. This pope was poisoned and then clubbed to death, making him the first pope to be considered assassinated. Oh, man, this is recent. Uh, it's recent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, uh, uh. John the Eighth. Of course, it was a John. <laughs> of course, it was a John. <laughs> Good thing I didn't answer because I was thinking, oh yeah, it was Pope Leo, wasn't it? <laughs> so, all right, Roberto. Horrible fates for five hundred. All right, and this will cancel out this category. All right, in a fate worse than death, this Pope's whole family was brazenly murdered during his pontificate. This one stands out to me. I know what had happened. I just can't remember the name of the person. I'm sure it would stand out for me if I had read it, but uh, my uh, auditory recall is uh, less perfect. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. It was 
Pope Adrian II. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> also known as Hadrian. Yes. I would accept yeah. Hadrian as an answer. Uh, what's left on prohi prohibitus fructum? 400 and 500. Prohibitus fructum for 400. All right. After betraying his predecessor, this pope met a similar fate and was dragged out of a church by his beard. It's a big one. Five, four, three, two, one. Eh, eh, eh. It's Pope Vigilius. Definitely wouldn't have got that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm aware that the most uh, audience-friendly way to play this game for me to guess on just about everything, but that is not the uh, uh, most effective way to win this game. Exactly. So not. <laughs> only guessing if I am certain or almost certain of the answer. I am also glad that there's about a 15 second delay in our actual live getting to YouTube because people are guessing correctly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pick another. 500, prohibit restrict them. <laughs> this is the last of this category. Mm -hmm. This vague accusation has gone down in history against Pope Sixtus III, resulting in a dice roll fructus prohibitum score. This is my favorite question. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit more time on this one, just because it is my favorite question, and it is a hard question. The answer is so silly. <laughs> I remember the dice roll, but not why. Yeah, I remember the dice roll, but not the accusation. Oh. David. I probably regret this. Uh, what is gambling? Incorrect. That is incorrect. <laughs> Are we ready for the answer? Sure. Something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Technically, gambling is something. It is? <laughs> I know. I thought about it. But... You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so that leaves us with Fryisms and maybe name that John. There's one name that John. Yeah. So who's picking? Still Roberto, I think. Yep. Still Roberto. Uh, what's left on Fryisms? 100, 200, and 500. Fryisms for 100. All right. Starting the show off strong, Fry uses colorful phrase to describe papal keys and destroy Bree's composure. Carlos. Um, who are circular friends? <laughs> yes, yes. that is correct. <laughs> nice. <laughs> who they are. Been the word. <laughs> Either or. The question was there. Mm -hmm. All right, Carlos, you get to pick. Uh, let's do Fryisms for 200. Okay. Oh, this okay. description of Charlemagne is sure to send Brie into fits of giggles. <laughs> David. Uh, what is a hot dog? <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, Roberto, you were the next to buzz in. What is I am a Frenchman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That was the first meme I sent you guys, too. <laughs> it was. It was. Behind-the-scenes story, there was about 20 minutes of gasping, giggling audio cut out of that episode because we could not get it back together. After. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, there are two questions left on the board. The last of the Fryisms. <laughs> the last of the... Okay, you ready for it? Yeah. Being deeply offended after learning why Constantine V was called the dung named, Fry indignantly shouted. All right, nothing. All right, nothing. Five, four, three, two, one. Eh, eh, eh. She was so deeply offended that she yelled. Babies poop sometimes, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they do, though. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Quite a lot. <laughs> but only if they're boy babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we only have one thing left on the board. And it is name that John for 500. <laughs> yep. Here we go. This pretty mast focused on his homeland of Dalmatia, ransoming back captives from invading Slavic tribes. Carlos? Who is Pope John IV? That's correct. That's the one, nice. yes. <laughs> well like done, you guys. That brings us to the end of our board, but time for Final Jeopardy. So, in order to play Final Jeopardy. You need to have at least $1. So let's get a roundup of those scores. Eric, where are our scores at? We should at least acknowledge Eric is behind the scenes keeping score and mm -hmm. we appreciate him for it. <laughs> so Roberto has 1,400. That is how much you have to wager. Carlos, you have 1,200. And David, you have... 200. <laughs> How the turntables. <laughs> How the turntables. So, in order to do this one, we would like you to write it down. Do you have a writing implement that you can do this? Remember, form of a question is the way you need to go for this. So we have um, countdown music for you guys. Um, I did not need paper. <laughs> Just grab what you need. We'll give you a second. I'm not going to put the question up on the screen until we're ready we for the to, countdown we, music. We need to put in our uh, uh, wager first. Yes. Once you see the category. Okay. Okay. Is everybody ready? Okay. Mm -hmm. yes. All right. Time for, it's time for Final Jeopardy. The Final this is the Jeopardy. topic. Yes. It's theological orthodoxy. <laughs> Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. You've got your wagers locked in. Here we go. And I'm going to play the countdown music for you. Not yet. When we're done reading. Yes. Okay. The official term from the Council of Nicaea to describe the hypostatic union of the divine and human natures of Jesus Christ. You have 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Do, 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 do. <laughs> 
who's got the most points. How much did you wager? I wagered 400. And uh, what was your response? Ooh, uh, Diphysitism. Okay. Okay. No. That is no. incorrect. I knew it. You are negative four, minus 400 points. All okay, right. So 1,000. Okay. Carlos, okay. how much did you wager? I wagered 700, and I don't know if you'll be able to read this, agnosticism. Oh, no, that's 700. Agnosticism. Oh. Oh, that is also incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> the little growl. <laughs> I knew it was. It's like, it's like, this is wrong. All right, David. How much uh, did you wager? I wagered $1. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Jeopardy. Uh, and uh, really shame I, I didn't wager a lot more uh, answers given my 100% correct uh, guess here. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> also wrong. <laughs> All right, are we ready to see what the answer is? Yes, I am. Homoousia. 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 So, Ooh, let's Final Jeopardy, where absolutely nothing changes. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the way. Awesome. So I can close our Jeopardy board now. Thank you guys for playing. Let us have a look at the final score. We have David bringing up the, the rear with 199. Carlos with 500. And our winner... Roberto with a thousand. <laughs> nice. I thought I was going to do a lot worse. So <laughs> every one of you was in the green, so I call that a win. I'm so proud of everybody. I was very worried about my questions, whether they were too hard, too easy. You never know. So we will be we will be sending on a $100 gift certificate to you for Steam, Roberto, and $100 to your charity. So, yay! Awesome. Woo, so excited. I, I don't have celebration music. I only have me doing the doo-doo That is a celebration music. Play it one more time, please. I, I, I just wanted to note uh, very effect that uh, I have very effectively rebutted the charges that I was cheating from the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right, YouTube. Okay. Yes, yeah. we have, we've had lots of dialogue, which is wonderful. So this brings us to the point in the anniversary special, now that we have finished with Jeopardy, where we are going to make an exciting announcement about what we're going to be talking about for our intelligent speech presentation this year. If you are watching and you don't know, intelligent speech is happening this year on November 4th online. In the same way that it happened last year, it's going to be from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. EST. Tickets are currently $20, and if you use the code POPE, you get a discount. There are a lot of excellent speakers. We are current list is almost full. We have 
three amazing keynotes. Our theme for the year is contingencies when history meets the backup plan. And that is why we are going to be talking about da -da -da, the Pope Mobile. The history of the Pope Mobile. Responses and innovations for changing and challenging papacies. Let's talk about why the Pope Mobile exists, why it's changed, and why they have to keep changing it. So hopefully you will come and join us for that. Someone sent us a Pope Mobile meme on Twitter like yesterday. <laughs> and I had to be like, wow, your timing's amazing, but I can't tell you why. So <laughs> So we also have some Q&A questions to get to, but before we do that, we will say thank you so much to our guests who don't have to stay here. Yes, stay here. <laughs> and get us, but thank you so much to David. Thank you so much, Carlos. Thank you so much, Roberto. We are so glad to have you here. Congratulations on your win, Roberto. Thank and you, thank you. All right. And with that- Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'll just go thanks for coming. It's okay. You can get Baldur's Gate later. <laughs> you don't already have it? I've had it since like 2020. Same. I've been playing it since it came out. Yeah. Um, All right. Say so thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. We will remove everyone but us on the screen. So now we can talk about some of the questions I have received in advance. If you are watching and you'd like us to answer anything in particular, uh, please, please put it in the comments. I'm keeping my eye peeled on it so that we can try and get to it. But we're going to start with this, Fry. Monica on Twitter wanted to know, who is your favorite pope so far? My favorite pope? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, All our right, favorite um, pope. But you get to answer Our favorite pope. Oh gosh. All right. Um honestly, I love the ironic the ironicness of hilarious. <laughs> That's like, fair. He's just so fun to make fun of. That's true. That's true. My favorite pope I think that we've covered so far still has to be Calixtus, but I can guarantee you that's going to change pretty soon. Because Oh, you love to... Calixtus. I do. <laughs> what I love most about him is how much Hippolytus hated him, and mm -hmm. all of it was because he was relatively progressive and made stances that we're still needing popes to make in 2023. So it's he's just like this cool, chill pope that that really, really, really annoyed somebody who was uber conservative, and I love that. So that's mm -hmm. why he's my favorite. Um, our next question also came from Twitter, and it was, "What is the most shocking thing you learned from an otherwise unknown pope?" Oh, mm. that's actually a hard one, right? Like trying to remember how many times I've been shocked, but then. <laughs> Also, they have to be unknown. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Okay. Let's go with what, that Pope that, like, I literally sat down. You're like, he died. <laughs> pope Stephen elect? Yes. <laughs> That's why he's That's so true. unknown. <laughs> he is definitely and absolutely unknown as a result of that. <laughs> uh, my answer is, is one of the ones that made it into the question. The whole thing about Pope Hadrian II's family being just outright murdered while he was oh, Pope. Oh, yeah. 
blew my mind. And the fact that it's so casually mentioned in the sources rather than like being this big deal sent me down so many rabbit holes that I just I just still can't believe that that's not a bigger deal in history. Yeah, nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about it. Like his entire family was just wiped out. And then he had to continue to relatively like to be around these people who had a hand in the death of his wife and daughter. It's just the most bizarre story. The next one comes from Dr. Katie Fellows on Instagram asking, does Pope Alexander VI deserve the reputation he has in history? And since we haven't gotten there yet, I will answer this one. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, the answer here is that Dr. Katie Fellows, who wrote her PhD on this, should be the one answering this question. <laughs> because she knows the most about this, but I want to say yes and no, because he certainly is the most controversial Pope and the one people are most excited to hear us talk about. But the thing I always say about Alexander VI is I don't understand why he gets all the credit for the things that were happening in all of the papacies around him. This is his his scandal is not that much different than Pope Leo X or any of, or Julius II or any of the popes that surrounded that same era. So, yeah, he does, but not any more than any of the others. So, if you're looking forward to us covering that pope, you should also be looking forward to us covering all of the popes that surround him because they also have equally bizarre and scandalous stories to talk about. So, is that a spoiler? <laughs> it might be. So, is it? Who knows? <laughs> Dr. Danny Buck on Twitter asked, which Pope would win in an all-out brawl? Like, just, like, trying to fight. So many yes. of them are ill and infirm. Yes. So it would be, like, one of the young ones. You would think. I guess it depends on how we quantify an all-out brawl. Do they get support? Because if they can have their teams, I'm I'm banking on Damasus because he just sends people out oh, to murder with the murder. everybody. Everybody. So there's that. Who do you want to root for if they're just beating each other up? Which one was the old man with like the really buff meathead neck? <laughs> our our 90-year-old, 30-year-old man? Yeah, the 90-year-old, 30-year-old man. I feel like he might win. Yeah, we covered him very recently. Who was that? <laughs> it's been a while because we, re we recorded these episodes like eight months ago when we were coming yeah. back from our mm -hmm. hiatus. and But it was like really recent. It was. Maybe one of our listeners knows better than we do because it's been so long. Because <laughs> we just say things and forget about them. Was it Leo? No, that was Cremains. Oh, the Cremains. Assassinations by gout. <laughs> Being a generous lover. Gosh, it was longer ago than I thought it was. Oh, it was Boniface the Sixth. Oh, okay. The secretly young old man. The secretly young old man. So he he would have a good chance. You know, if he's mm -hmm. 90 and he's getting that. I think I'm going to root for, for Leo the Great. I think that that he, if he could stand up to Attila, he could stand up to some popes. 
Yeah, I mean, he might. He's he at least has like an imposing presence. I don't know how well he would do in a brawl, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he he is more about maybe he would just convince everybody not to fight. Yeah. So. He'd be like, "Yo, we can't fight. No fighting. <laughs> We're the Pope." So. Daniel Kaffenberger on Patreon asks, what is the hardest part about putting an episode together? Is it the research, the recording, the editing, or something else? And he loves the oh, show. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, recording is the easiest part. I'm pretty <laughs> sure your research is, like, the hardest. I mean, technically, the research is the hardest part I do, because um, the editing is the hardest part in general, and I don't do that. <laughs> so. uh, and I don't do it anymore, either. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, Greg has definitely lifted the hardest part of podcasting for us, and he's fantastic for that. So research technically in what we do, but editing, and that's why we don't do it. <laughs> so there's that. And David, who was just our contestant, asked, who truly deserves fewer points? A pope who does nothing important or a pope who does big but disastrous things? Oh, uh, we just had this as like a moral dilemma. Yes, in one of our recordings, <laughs> because we had just had a pope who did nothing, and then we had a pope that absolutely messed everything up. Yeah. I think it, it really depends, because points are not necessarily a marker of a good pope. Mm -hmm. The way that we have, have scheduled, like, sorted out our, our ratings is for who's the most interesting pope. So a pope who does big but disastrous things is definitely going to get more points because of scandal, but they're going to be penalized in other categories. Popes that yeah. do nothing important aren't generally very exciting, so they don't get a lot of points for that. That's sort of my perspective on it. Who gets more points? The one who's at least interesting to talk about. So that was all the ones we got in advance, but we've gotten a couple here on YouTube. So uh -huh. T Boyle asked best podcast. What is Pontifex? Thank you. That's excellent. Um, disinterested hand job <laughs> asked, who is your favorite anti-Pope? Oh, I, I, you know what? I think Pope Michael wins it because he's <laughs> the weirdest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of sad that I didn't even consider him when I was looking at answers for this because yeah, absolutely. We got to talk to a real life anti-pope and he was kind of wonderful. So <laughs> he really should win this category. I was thinking like, again, uh, I like Hippolytus because of Hippolytus, the drama. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Um, we did cover one anti-pope who really shouldn't have even been considered an anti-pope so that was eulalius or, or no dioscorus so that was an interesting one as well but i definitely think anti-pope michael <laughs> yeah we actually got to talk to him how cool was that and we are still watching by the way to see what happens with his congregation because he did have his own bishop who may then jump into the role afterwards but nothing's currently happened there's no new declared anti-pope a sede vacante <laughs> an anti-papal sede vacante isn't that a good yes. thing <laughs> <laughs> 
So Ryan Marinelli asks, I already asked a question on Twitter, but I wanted to know what you think of the legacy of the Sublimius Deus issued by Paul III in the 16th century. That's a big question. That's like way too big of a question for this because that has to do with enslavement and, and dealing with how colonialism and missionary work will get. Like that, I want to hold on to that one because there's, there's a whole essay to be had there. There is oh, is definitely... this an extra episode? Yeah, there there is absolutely an episode in this. And when we get to Paul III, there's going to be a lot to talk about. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I will tell you, Ryan, we're probably going to do a bonus episode on that. And I'll leave it there for now so that we don't get bogged down in 40 minutes of, of what I think of that. <laughs> so... Corpin Flieger asked, I would, I want to know if one can find a list of the scores you have given to the Pope so far. We're working on a website for that. It does exist. We, we do need to find a way to get that up so that it's viewable. I'll work on that. That'll be the thing I walk away from this anniversary special doing. I know David currently has a copy because he's made us some beautiful data viz graphs. So we do have that that you can see they're on the, the Facebook page. And we also have the lovely scorecards up to uh, Hormizdis that we have from, from Rob, Robin, Totalis Regium. Um, they are also on our Facebook page, so you can check those out for scores. But we will definitely make something so that they're all in one place. T. Boyle asked, did any of the popes have pets? Yes. Yes, they did. And I wrote a whole article about that. Pope Leo X had an elephant. Pope the Pius elephant. The... <laughs> Hanno, the white elephant. It's wonderful. Did um, one have Pope... like a bunny? <laughs> a Maybe. Bun... There, there were some that had menageries that definitely mm -hmm. included bunnies, but specific pets, primarily the ones that we look at are Pope Leo X, who had the elephant, Pope Pius XII, who had finches, and then uh, Pope Leo XIII had quite the menagerie and was actually knocked down by a gazelle in his garden <laughs> at one point. So there are, there is a whole, if you Google Pontifex Papal Pets, I've written a whole article about this. I love this. And I want to talk more about papal animals all the time. And of course, then there's the apiaries. So they also keep bees, which makes me very excited. So... Totalis Rankium asks, which round do you think is the most interesting and which round do you wish you'd not started? Ooh. I think like Fructus Prohibitum generally tends to be the most interesting, but yeah. I always love Papatum and Phallium because the papacy has gone through such an incredible shift in perspective and, and how it's perceived by the public over time. It's been the most powerful, most unquestionable, most holy thing on the planet, but it's also been like the Antichrist and something that has no respect. So that category is where we sort of map out how that's changing. So I enjoy that. Um, which round do you wish you'd not started? Canon bonus round for our anti-popes. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we are not put... <laughs> the one. We put it in because there's a one anti-pope who's a saint, and that's it. And so we do it in every episode just to say no. <laughs> Which was, With no fanfare. With no fanfare at all. What about you? Do you have a different answer? 
Oh, I absolutely hate picking the papal bull or not, which is why we end up with such weird answers sometimes. Yeah, like the one that's coming out soon. <laughs> oh, it has that one not come out yet? No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, well, Sizzle. they're going to be mad at me, and that's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I was. <laughs> you were so mad. <laughs> Amazing. Get ready for that. Uh, Justin Schofstel asks, which pope post-1600 are you looking forward to covering the most? I mean, this is the, the period in time where my interest tends to really wane, so that's a hard one. Um, I'm I want, JP2 doesn't count, he added, which is fine, because I'm not looking forward to that. What I am looking forward to covering is Pope Pius XII as the Pope during the war and the fact that there was so much controversy about how he handled things during the war. And then there was all this rumor about what he may or may not have been doing behind the scenes to be potentially more courageous. And then in March of 2020, the Vatican archives opened with all of their records about him. So we're going to get a much deeper and more complicated look at that man than we would have. And so I am looking forward to that, even though it's very modern for me. Are there any popes you want to hear about? Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, all of them. We're going through all of them. That is what I committed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to know some popes in history. Is there any that like jumped out at you? <laughs> no. <laughs> You don't know what to expect. No. <laughs> All right. From Roberto, he asks, what is your favorite bad book that you've read so far? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, we've read a lot. Does it have to be a, oh, does it have to be a book book? It's this bad book. Because we love Uli. I, yes. Uli is the answer there. Um, <laughs> definitely. For those of you who haven't read Uli, Uli likes to write uh, little fan fictions about rapping, or rapping the former musician Roy Orbison in cling film from head to toe. Completely in cling film. Completely in cling film. I mean, this this sounds bizarre <laughs> out of context. It's it's not any less bizarre when you read them, but you can rest assured when you read them, this is a thing that Fry and I did. We'd get together and read these stories out loud to us and our friends and they are the best of the bad books they i'm are. sure what i'm sure what he's referencing there is of course the erotic papal murder oh my mystery God, that we are granddaughter. reading on patreon yep the pope's granddaughter um because oh. that's a terrible book that is terrible speaking of bad books we are actually together not like <laughs> yes. out loud currently reading chuck tingle's horror debut yeah. so if any of you would like to join us in that <laughs> yes come read camp damascus with us by the author of pounded in the butt by my own butt mm -hmm. and space raptor butt invasion or whatever that's called <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he wrote a serious book and, and we're going to read it. So hopefully it's not a bad book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not very far into it, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be terrible. All right, we've got uh, one more and it is from Kalinikos Grazo. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but I tried. Did any popes have tattoos? That's a good question. I'm not aware of any popes that have tattoos. I'd have to think that it would be relatively modern if they did. I do know that Benedict served in the military and Pope Francis worked as a bouncer for a time in Argentina. So it wouldn't wouldn't be out of the ordinary, I think. But it is sort of, there are sort of Catholic tenets about doing that to your body. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I'm going to have to look into that Thanks one. rules. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are definitely rules. Okay. Um, Roberto asks, how many Medici popes are there and who is your favorite? Uh, well, there are four. One of them doesn't really count. He's sort of tangentially related to the others and sort of has the name by a technicality. But Leo X, Leo X is is definitely my favorite. <laughs> Bri doesn't have an answer. I do not. I do not know about these popes. Besides that one time they were in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I we're gonna have to do a playthrough or something when oh, we get there. I'm not good at that one. I'm really good at the one with the Norse lady, but only because she doesn't have to be sneaky. <laughs> well, if somebody who is watching this wants to come and play for us so that we can watch, is it Carlos? Carlos. Is it Car- I see Carlos peeking up there, going, "Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is gonna be fun." <laughs> Eric says he's in, so yes. Okay, so this this is happening now. We will have an Assassin's Creed 2 playoff that we can watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, Totalis Rankium asks, which Pope covered so far would win a hot dog eating competition? What? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I have an answer while you think about it. <laughs> oh, God. Don't what one of the ones that has gout. Yeah, true, true. Sicinius, Sicinius yeah. has gout. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Pope Joan because she was pregnant, and oh, so. But you're not maybe. allowed to have those nitrites or whatever. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> it was the 10th century. You're not you allowed to have nitrites. <laughs> You can you can tell which one of us have had children. <laughs> which, by the way, I saw in the comments that someone referred to Rowan as small fry, which I thought was <laughs> beautiful. Whoever that was, beautiful. Yes, I think. Oh, we have one more from Kalinikos. Do you think Rome will ever stop being the seat of the papacy? Not now. I I think that would be that would be wild if that happened now. If that had happened a couple hundred years ago, sure. But it is such a massive, massive tourist industry now. And it it always was. But with the way that Rome is now structured and how people come to Rome, 
you come to see ancient Rome, you come to see the Vatican. So losing that, that could cause a whole economic crisis potentially. So I, I doubt it. Unless, unless the papacy somehow ultra modernized and completely pared down and decided to be some sort of satellite entity like the wandering popes era that we're going to cover from way back when, I sincerely doubt it. Corpin Flieger asked, talking about games and popes and seducing them, have you ever played Crusader Kings 3? This is a question for you. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> I got, I do have Crusader Kings 2, and I do have the Song of Ice and Fire mod for it, so I can make terrible choices, but in Westeros. Um, but <laughs> I also do not understand how to play and want, like, watch, like, two hours of someone explaining on YouTube and did not get it. So, <laughs> I, no, I haven't played. <laughs> and I uh, don't play video games. I can't even beat Fry's Child at Mario Kart. So Sometimes you play Fall Guys. <laughs> um, did you forget how bad I was at that? You were fine. I will, I will never forget when I was visiting you. It was for the launch of this podcast five years ago because this is our anniversary special and i was playing mario kart with rowan and he looked at me and he goes you're really bad at this <laughs> he was like four years old too <laughs> he was yes but still i i am really bad at that so it's true then um that was when john was working at play mechanics still so you got yes. on one of the bikes and then was awful there too but it gave them yeah. the person working there like a whole bunch of information because you were yeah. so awful yeah i'm really bad at video games guys i mean this is this is true so that we're we're caught up with questions and everything and we have done everything that we have set out to do today so I just want to say, if you are here, thank you so, so much for joining us. This this really turned out as, as well as I had hoped that it would. Thank you so much for being a listener for our five years. Thank you for every single download, every rating, every review, every recommendation, every pledge on Patreon, every nice word that you guys have given us. You are the reason that we keep doing this. and it's it's just awesome and i'm super filled with gratitude and appreciation for every single one of you so thank you guys so much and here's to another five years because it's gonna take us at least that long to get through all yeah probably <laughs> to a week bi-weekly yeah um we're we're approaching halfway we are ish <laughs> which is Better than not approaching halfway. Yeah, exactly. We're committed. So this is happening. So mm -hmm. with that, we will say thank you to you all. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Pontifacts is edited by Greg Gassman. Greg is the host of the wonderful papal history podcast, Popular History, which is history through Pope-colored glasses. At Popular History, you can also find daily content mini-series like Cardinal Numbers, Ranking All of the Cardinals,
and coming up soon, Havamus Pointsum, where Greg and I will discuss all of the papal transitions. If you need to reach Greg, you can do so at popularhistory at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at pontifexpod at gmail.com. And we're pontifexpod on all social media platforms. If you'd like to support the show, consider subscribing to Pontifex on Patreon. Checking out our research wishlist at tinyurl.com slash pontifexwishlist or making a one-time donation at paypal.me slash pontifexpodcast. If you'd like to support us in other ways, rating and reviewing the show on iTunes makes a world of difference. (laughs) 